On this week's parsha, Reb Mordechai Yosef Mi'ishbetz proposes for us a riddle. On the pasuk v'ticha ena einav mirot, and Yitzchak became blind, he contrasts Yitzchak to Moshe Rabbeinu. On the one hand, Yitzchak is blind and he's prohibited to leave the land of Israel. And on the other hand, Moshe Rabbeinu is prohibited to enter into the land of Israel. And about Moshe, it says at the end of the Torah, lo kahata einav, and Moshe's eyes never became dim. What are we to make of this comparison, of this contrast? Um, I'd like to propose a suggestion of how to think about this and how this might become meaningful for us. Um, about Yitzchak Avino, his blindness, Yitzchak Avino's blindness, points us towards a spiritual feature that he has. Clearly, his blindness in the narrative of the story causes him not to be able to bless the son he thought he was intended to bless, Asa, but rather Yaakov. But in Yitzchak's inward place, when he says, he shall surely be blessed, in his inward place, he knows that he is the right person to bless. So that then becomes a symbol, a metaphor for the way that Yitzchak moves about in the world. Yitzchak represents, he, he is a person who has yirah, he has mitzum tzam, he is concentrated and focused inwardly to do what it is that God wants him to do. Um, I would like to focus on this from this concentration, focused, and inwardness. He's devoted to his family. Um, surprisingly, this expresses itself also physically. His devotion and focus is, is uh, expressed in his commitment to redig Avraham Avinu's wells. He redigs the same wells and then provides water and sustenance for his family. Um, I think you might even be able to think of Yitzchak as an exceedingly wealthy individual, perhaps of the wealthiest of the Avot. He is Zorea Zera. He sows a seed into the land and becomes abundantly wealthy in his field, so much so that he's thrown out of the land because he causes tremendous jealousy. So let's just come back and focus. So Yitzchak is focus, concentration, um, devotion to his family through the land and of the land in a very narrow and focused and specific manner. Moshe Rabbeinu, on the other hand, I want to focus on one aspect. The Torah is called Torah Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu represents the Torah, and he's not able to enter into the land. What does that mean? There's something else which is interesting, that God himself, by King Solomon says when he goes to build the tabernacle in the, the Beit HaMikdash, the building, he says, All of the heavens can't possibly contain you. How can my building contain you? So I'd like to say something about Moshe Rabbeinu. The Ten Commandments, which would be the foundation of the Torah, and clearly the foundation of our tradition, but it can't be contained just by the Jewish people. It also becomes the foundation of world religions, the foundation of a just society. It's as if to say, perhaps, by Moshe Rabbeinu not being able to enter into the land, that Moshe Rabbeinu's vision and the Torah and the Kaddish Baruch Hu, although being the foundation of our relationship and our commitment to the land, also extends far beyond. It is a much more of a universal universalistic approach and an attitude towards our relationship to God, to the Torah, and even to the land of Israel. Um, I would like to suggest that these two elements, Yitzchak Avinu being very focused and Mitzvah concentrated and focused on the land, expresses one dimension of our commitment and relationship, and Moshe Rabbeinu expresses another dimension, a more universalistic approach. And with that, you could take both of those elements home and consider 
um, how we come to manage an appropriate and careful balance and how we can internalize both Yitzchak Avinu and Moshe Rabbeinu within ourselves so that we make the appropriate balances and develop our attitudes appropriately, both towards a specific commitment to the land and an understanding of the universalistic nature of our tradition.